0: Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things geek culture. We cover movies, TV shows, and everything else in between. I'm your host, Tyler Rolison, also known as T-Roll, and I am once again joined by my very good friends, Justin Sandoval, aka Sandy, and of course, Anthony Amato. We like to call him Shimato. Guys, how we doing? Fantastic, man. Uh,
1: can't go wrong with... Uh you feeling feelin alive? Yeah, I'm feeling alive, man. We're get uh, agents of Shield breakdown. Re- ready for some Shield? Yes, I'm. I'm telling you, man, this season has got me so hyped, man.
2: Amen. Yeah, it's it's just crazy that there are only three episodes after this one that we're watching right now. It is. It just. I don't know. Every time you come to a show's end like this, you just it, you can't really comprehend how little there actually is left.
0: Yeah. Yeah man, it's it, it is it is sad when you think about it like that. And I th- I think I said this on the last pod that we did last week um covering episode 9, but you know season 5 was so good, but they wrote it as if it was ending. And it was yeah. so good in my opinion. Well, it was it was the ending was so good that they decided to renew it yeah. for season 6, which was lackluster. And then so they're like, "Okay, we'll give you one more season. So you know, wrap it up after season 7." But now that you're into season seven, you're like, "Gosh darn it! It's so good." Yeah, it, yeah. it's
1: really, really good. Right Tell you now. what,
0: bring it back, season eight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, I don't think I'll see that. No, they you know. won't. They, they're, season eight, Agent Ages of Shield interns. They're finally gonna. Uh,
0: <laughs> they're finally going to let these actors and actresses move on. <laughs> or are they?
1: Do you think they're gonna get Quake uh, to be in no. some movies? MCU? Mm-hmm.
0: I doubt it. You think you think Daddy Feige's going to do that? Maybe Daddy Feige's got nah. power. No? He's got power. But There's power yeah. in that ball Bro, cap, dude. There's if,
1: power in that ball cap.
0: Man, I don't know. I mean, I hope so. But look, I, dude, if they they had a great chance to let like Agent May be a part of you know Captain Marvel or you know they had yeah. a, they had a great chance yeah. to do a lot of cool things and they didn't. You know, so I, I think it, it would be
2: interesting to maybe see. I don't know, some sort of reinteraction of Colson, although a lot of the originals are kind of like dispersed a little bit. Like, you know, with the uh with, you know, of course, Cap moving on and and Iron Man of course being dead. So I mean, it would wouldn't have the impact that it would have had, you know. Before like end game. yeah. But yeah. what
1: a what a good way to set up like the new heroes taking over to have yeah. them interact with an establishment of Shield that's been in place uh, as, as far as like May and Coulson goes, uh, and just dragging these new player, new players, new heroes into the game. So, huh. or an interesting idea. What if it's
2: Mac? Because they have to have a a director of Shield.
0: Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Trust me, I want it to happen. Yeah, it's just 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 too much. Yes, it's yeah, it's whatever pipe pipe dream. All right. So let's get into uh, episode 10. So the the title was stolen. And uh, I thought it was a pretty good episode. So how about we do this before we kind of get into the chronological walking through the whole thing. Just generally, what did you guys think of episode 10 stolen? I thoroughly enjoyed it,
1: man. Uh, I would, went into this episode expecting to be eh, like, kind of let, let down because yeah. of I feel like Nathaniel was supposed to be the the main focus of it. Uh, but I actually I really enjoyed it, and there were actually some layers to Nathaniel that I actually. Uh, uh, started to like I didn't yeah. necessarily liked it all uh, his character fully but there are some layers there that I feel like we can build on to have a really good series finale yeah we'll, yeah. we'll be talking about that, some of those layers Shimano yeah I definitely uh, I enjoyed the episode I was a little bit
2: apprehensive because of how good I felt like the previous episode was I felt like there's a potential for a drop off after that and I felt like there was a possibility this is like the last episode that is allowed to be bad in my opinion because of the fact that, you know, you have three more episodes after this. So, like, those all have to be, like, bangers. So, like, this is the last episode <laughs> where I was like, you know what? This episode is the last episode that can be allowed to be bad. Because you, 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 you the entire ending of the series is messed up if, you know, the ne- any of the next three are bad. So that's kind of how I was leaning into this series. And it was definitely had some interesting stuff. And, you know, as we've talked about, you know, when you're building a team, it can be there's some interesting, you know, dynamics that you can build up as you're building up a team, which is a large part of what he was doing in this yeah. episode.
0: Yeah. So before we get into all that, I'll say that if if you're listening and you remember my rant last week that I ended the last pod on, I was just I just was not feeling this whole uh, family angle with Daisy and Jiaying and Afterlife yeah. and certainly wasn't feeling Nathaniel. I have lightened up a little bit. I think the episode was actually pretty good. There's one big reason why I thought it was pretty awesome, which we'll get to here yeah. in a moment, but it uh, wasn't necessarily Nathaniel. But it, it wasn't as bad as I th- it was anticipating. <laughs> so, I yeah, for the most part, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I really enjoyed what happened at the end, too. So... Because I think we're going somewhere really special soon. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> which we'll get to that. So let's do this. Uh, obviously, if you're listening, uh, spoilers. We are going to be talking about some some deep details, a deep dive into episode ten. Uh, let's start here. Uh, it, I think if uh, if my notes are correct, this episode starts at a looks like a shield bar, right? A yes. shield hideout. Yeah. Um, with a guy in a leather jacket. Slick back hair. Slick back yep. hair, playing darts. Yeah. All right. Yep. And Nathaniel comes. He's, you know, flirting with him, trying to <laughs> recruit him to <laughs> Ent- his. Entice him, yeah. Entice him to his team. And lo and behold, it's actually a young John frickin' Garrett. Yeah. What yes. did you guys, did you know it was John Garrett right away? I did not, no. Uh, not right away. Um, did you know it was John Garrett before he said his name?
1: As soon as he started talking, I kind of gathered. Yeah, like, that he really. Had the yeah, same, they kind of
2: talked a little yeah. about it. They had me. So they had me. I, good man. I'm going to drop one note on you guys. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but do you know the actor name? His son. Yep, Bill Paxton's son. Really? Yes. The, so the original John Garrett's, um, of course, was played by Bill Paxton. Rest in peace. Who yeah has passed away since his that role. Um, but I
0: thought that's uh, really I, sad. I didn't uh, know that.
2: Yeah. Um but I thought it was an amazing choice, and I love that they got his son to play the younger version of him. Yes. It, was, it, was, wow. it was such a good idea. Well,
0: you know what's so funny? I mean, I didn't know about that, and I guess I should have, but one of my notes I had was just how awesome this young Garrett was the entire episode. Yeah. And especially, even if like, now now if you watch it in a vacuum, if you would never seen the original John Garrett for some reason and you're watching season seven, um, you might not. You know, you might be a little annoyed by this punk young guy, yeah. but just knowing what the old Garrett was like, yeah. he just nails it. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, So he just nails it so well. And he, it's so uh, funny that it was actually, his, I mean, his dad. Yeah, That's he, amazing. He he definitely did his dad some justice there. Dude, yeah, even so. just the way at the beginning of the episode, for the first like 20 minutes, every time you see him, his arms are just crossed. Yeah. And he's just all <laughs> like grumpy looking, you know? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. And he's, oh, man, it was really good. So when yeah we'll we'll get into more of uh, throughout you know the whole episode but I was really excited to see Garrett and yeah so Nathaniel is recruiting he uh, yes is using some Sybil magic you like that yeah <laughs> using <laughs> some Sybil magic to see the future and he lures Garrett into his team um, and then the next thing uh, shortly after that when we're back at Shield HQ uh, we're seeing Daisy and Gemma and Sousa and uh they're they i thought this was really funny they walk into a room at the lighthouse and susa he's oh, like oh yeah <laughs> oh yes i Sousa, love that susa's like wow <laughs> he's <laughs> so blown away yeah, yeah. he's just so blown away by it for him this is incredible like yeah. technology incredible space yeah. <laughs> and gemma and daisy are just you just they, they're all, looking at the old computers yeah the like, audible oh, sigh oh, come on
1: man <laughs> and like throws their stuff on the table yeah. like, it was
0: so good it was so good um Let me ask you guys this. What did you think about... All right, so if you remember from last episode, there was this huge moment where um, Gemma got her memory inhibitor removed. She was able to reveal to the team how to fix the time drive. They were able to fix it. But then she starts crying. Yeah. And then in this episode, Daisy is talking to her about it. All right? And she's trying to figure out what happened, and Gemma all of a sudden gets really worried. Did you guys pick up on this? Yeah, Yeah. and to the point where later on she goes and talks to Deke, and then she's saying, like, maybe something happened to Fitz. And yeah. Deke is just like, no, he's fine. You know, he's, don't do this to me. You know, yeah. he was just getting really emotional.
1: Yeah. And what, she said something along the lines of, like, uh, "Like, what if we we're programmed to think he's okay? Like, yeah. something along those yeah. lines. Yeah, what if it's too painful yeah. to remember? Right, and yeah. so they, they fabricated the memory or
0: something Which like that. Which is but. one of the things we said last yeah. week, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but it seemed like something really interesting Conflicting yeah. that happened at the very end. Like, uh, yeah, I, yeah, there, was, there was a lot of uh,
2: movement on the on the Fitz front. Yeah, I think I'm sure you. I'm sure you were very
0: happy about T roll. I, I was, and the fact that like I was like, what what is their goal? Like they weren't trying to get Jiang. Like when he killed her, I was like, huh. Mm-hmm. All right, sorry, we're gonna hit ourselves, yeah. anyways. Or quote killed her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> true. Um, on that, I do want to say I still don't really care about all this family drama. I really don't. Yeah, uh, so that's just me. I don't know if you guys. Yeah, have I felt like though I
2: felt like they handled it really well in this episode, though. They didn't. I didn't feel like they it, it dragged it down a whole lot. Uh, sure. I, yeah. I feel like using Cora to um, show the human side of Zhe, Zhe Yang, uh was a good way for. Um, for Daisy to see it without like this huge like emotional like breakdown and you know I felt like it, it was it was a good way to get the point across that she could almost get to a point of for really just forgiving her mother for like what had happened and what she had been through but not like really just like drawing out like cuz I could totally see that have been like a 15 minute conversation in the in the show where you know it's just them it out, you know, um,
1: you know, emotionally. And uh, I, I do think she actually is dead because uh, I feel like she was redeemed in a way. Yeah. With Daisy. Mm. And uh, she kind of got to clear the air. Uh, I mean, granted, the events didn't happen in her life to get to the point where she was so jaded to, yeah. to torture and, and and hurt Daisy in the future. Uh, but she, I feel like she was able to convey herself as more of like a human, yes. Uh, and Daisy really looked like she was latching onto that, and yeah. kind of helped uh, formulate her new opinion on her mom, yeah. And, and also, so that's why yeah. I think she's dead. So. Yeah,
2: I mean, I, I I agree with you that on that front. But anytime with her powers and the way they kind of shot it, like anything could happen with that. <laughs> um, and I also, true. yeah, I believe with with Malik Revealing that they were related, I felt like it was a good way. Once again, of getting straight to the point mm-hmm. instead of them drawing out, you know, oh, I'm your mother, you're mo-, like it, it. Kind of like took away um, the the emotion of it in the sense of like them having to deal with it, and it was done more in looks and uh, that kind of thing rather than talking about it and drawing that out. So I thought that was a good way for Mal- with Malik dropping it on them. It all of a sudden gave them. Uh, a quick resolution to that
0: yeah that's true and yeah and again it it reminds me of when we had the uh, framework ward and he kind of was his character was redeemed in daisy's mind and again daisy is really like the main character of shield in my opinion she's the focal point uh so her being able to have like her mom redeemed and you know she even said like i think you know, I hurt you, and like you could just tell she was so disappointed that she yeah. hurt her daughter because in her timeline she she really does, I think, really does love Cora. Yeah, she's fighting tooth and nail to try to yeah. help her, to right? Try to, to save give her, her yeah, save her from herself. Person. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, um, and and right before that, so you know, we're jumping all around the place, but it, it was kind of one of those episodes that you know, it's you don't necessarily need to do a chronological review of everything, but. These some of these highlights, you know, when they were when, when they were confronted by Malik, Nathaniel was there. Yeah. Daisy uses her powers on him and then he uses hers on her and then he kills Jaieng. Yeah. And then bro we <laughs> bro, bro, hold up! I, I hold the uh, hold up, bro. Did you see his face? Yeah, he was scared. Terrified. Yeah, he yes. was
2: scared. Like I was really, I was really thinking we were about to get like a full on like quake, like just explosion, like
0: a world breaker again. Yes, basically,
2: Dude. very similar to something like like she, she was just about to go
1: off. It seemed Destroyer like this would have it, it seemed like this would have been greater than the world breaker. Uh, yeah event so yeah it was wild man she yeah. had that look in her eye dude, yeah. honestly it was like super saiyan 4 dude like i wrote like, that note i wrote yeah.
0: that note she was about to go super yeah. saiyan man it yeah was, yeah Ooh. and
2: i think it was also important to like really show that she has basically recovered from whatever uh, malik I know we had seen like some moments of her like with enoch when she the one time she Rest actually in peace. used Rest it peace, by the way. Um, <laughs> mm. yes very much so um, can we but just
0: can we just have a moment of silence for enoch real quick we it's miss so you, buddy. <laughs> we miss say you, buddy. <laughs> keep did going, Shimada. <laughs> I love that we did a moment of silence on a podcast.
2: Yes. <laughs> it's like What? Yeah.
0: All right, keep going, Shimada.
2: Anyway, um, but yeah, so w- even in this episode, you just when she was showing her mother, it was just like this little shake of the glass, so it was almost yeah. like you weren't a hundred percent sure how full back she really was. Uh, Other than that one, like, hit that she gave in the previous episode. Um, So seeing her really being able to, like, power up was a... You you see the emotion of everything, but it's also like a nod at, hey, she still has superpowers. She's back, you know, to potentially full strength, maybe more than full strength. Yeah. So, uh, very uh, uh, just getting her ready. You know, that's what they've kind of been doing is getting their team like healthy in a lot of ways. You know, they're getting ready for that stretch run. You know, and well, all that.
1: this is also leading me to believe that like the end of the series is going to come down to like Daisy unleashing her full force and a sacrifice. I think move. so. Ooh, and, and maybe that's maybe. what Enoch was talking about. Uh, potentially, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to piece together with what Enoch's doing and then her emotions. Yeah, and then they're going to add Cora yeah. to the mix and she's going to find some way. To connect to her, even though she just met her for like yeah. the for yeah. one episode ago. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: the Cora stuff, man. We're gonna get to that at the end because it involves good old next Legend Cora. <laughs> it involves oh, next week, but you know, I'm I'm starting to wonder, like, you know, was was she just a means to an end for Nathaniel? I kind of feel like she might have been, but oh yeah, for sure, feels that way. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they, we could be getting thrown off, you know, off the scent. Um, let's do this. What are some just general. Like you guys For me there was a lot of highlights Like quick one liners Or just like funny moments Cool moments Awesome moments You know again Yeah Daisy about going Super Saiyan Was pretty yeah, awesome Super but- cool Well before
1: you guys dig into the Like the good moments kind of just throw out like The one bad moment for yeah, me Yeah of course yeah. <laughs> The one bad moment for me Was uh, it was towards the end And they showed Well the, earlier in the movie the show They showed Deke With the head- headphones on Star Lord <laughs> Yeah oh. exactly uh, but then, at the end of the episode, he's got the headphones on, and they're obviously yeah. trying to talk to him and warn him, and yep. he's just too busy jamming out. Right. Uh, probably his own 80s mix that he recorded, probably. Yeah. that's yeah, it's probably be- himself. Yeah. yeah, And uh, I just hated the fact that, like, he had the headphones on, and they're trying to talk to him, and, like, that's so convenient. The yeah, how a, gonna, yeah. The setup for him being the only one on the Zephyr when he it gets so It was sold. kind of a like, lazy plot. Yeah. Point. I, mean, I, I don't but know. But I think I it felt, does set up some good stuff, potentially, yeah, for
0: Deke. but. Okay, and I guess we'll go here now. Let's let's go here. I do have some just fun highlights I want to hit on, but let's 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 talk about this because I had a big note. Like, it seems to me Nathaniel, because he has Sybil, is always a step ahead. Yeah. yeah. Literally always. Yeah. So in light of that, he gets on the Zephyr, he has Daisy or excuse me, uh, Gemma. He has Gemma and Garrett's there with him. Does he like not know that Deke is there? Or well, does he just you know, is he just like waiting? Like he doesn't care.
1: So, what if because Deke is from a future that doesn't really exist, Sybil is unable to see him, and he's like kind of like the key factor for that, the Shield that's agents? What right I'm now. Yep.
2: That's what uh, I'm wondering. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm wondering. Maybe, maybe it's something that f- maybe f- they are confusing fits for Deke,
0: hmm, like what? in the sense I'm that sorry. they're <laughs> like
2: like they have the same like it's a what, uh, Deke is really the key. But because he he's outside of this, they think it fits because he's like in the same like family timeline. Okay, so that's a possibility. I know that's kind of like ridiculous, or maybe maybe it's the same thing that everybody else sees about Deke. Deke is in most Not people's a mind a non-factor. He mm. is, uh, and you know they did they do make usually a point to say a percentage when Sybil is talking. Yeah, so maybe it's just there was a 99% chance that Deke was not going to be on the Zephyr that time, and this just happened to be that 1%, that he actually ended up on the Zephyr. And it was just mm. one of those risks that yeah.
1: they were because willing he to take. Because happened to put on some headphones. Yeah, yes. exactly. And in, in all actuality, uh, Sybil saw 14 million possibilities in the future, <laughs> and the only one that defeated them was Deke listening to the headphones on the Zephyr. Yes, mm, like something ridiculous good. like that. That's, that's, like, that's it good could touch have been right there.
2: Because, I mean, they do make that very, like, they make a the point to say percentages a lot of times when Sybil is bringing up her stuff.
0: It's true. It's true. And he even mentioned that th- earlier. He's yep. like, I knew you were coming. He's like, well, to- not totally. You know, He's I had like, a, 90- like
2: a 94% chance. 94% chance.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I think th- I think we have our avenue for heroism right there. I, I mean, I- it seems like Deke's going to somehow save the day and, yeah, it just, it would be unlike Nathaniel, what we have seen in the last like five episodes, for him to not be prepared for that. Yeah. So I don't know. Now, what is Deke gonna be able to do to John Garrett and Nathaniel? Yeah, yeah. quake powered Nathaniel. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Two. I guess inhumans. In teleportation
1: power. Oh my gosh John Garrett. Can, see,
0: and this. Yeah. May, maybe we can transition here to some of my highlights. Man, when he get when he first did his power, and you could see Coulson was annoyed as he was trying to think of a word to describe what he did. Yeah. He said, "You teleported," and Garrett said, "I like that." Yeah. Thanks, Phil. And the way... <laughs> yeah. Man, he just... He was literally John Garrett. Like, you could just... Yep. Like, he he did such a good job yep. of, like, watching what the older Garrett did and the yep. way he spoke, the way he acted, and he just hit that to perfection.
2: And, uh, like, his, uh, his already, like, knowing them... Even though it was a very weird way oh, of knowing yeah. them, because like, he saw them the
1: future. Belinda
2: yeah. May. He's like, oh yeah, you don't remember me? Hey buddy, oh, <laughs> you're the guy that killed me with an alien, sl- a laser gun. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, so he
0: yeah, so that's right. So he goes to Sybil. He like sees the whole future. So now he's like all knowing. You know, not only can he teleport, but he's all knowing apparently. And yeah, the way uh, the way he interacts with Coulson with May, yeah. it just very much feels like John Garrett. And yeah. Uh, I didn't know I needed that in my life. You know, it's been years since we saw Garrett, but yeah, I remember yeah. I remember how much I loved John Garrett in the in what season one? Yeah, yeah. season one. Yep. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, man! Gosh, six years. Uh huh. That's a long time. Yes. So, what are the highlights for you guys? What the, What uh, else stuck out?
2: One of my random highlights, uh, as the season has been going on, I've been loving the way Seuss is like perfect agent of shield character has been kind of been being built like he is the quintessential shield agent he's everything you would want in a shield agent he's always there for the people when they need them and willing to do anything and he's always
0: got that blue shirt on
2: yes he does always <laughs> have this guy a well, this he, change, he of no change of clothes <laughs> yeah. um anyway but i and it was a little scene i i loved when gemma was getting taken and he, um, John Garrett had her in the traditional like hostage pose and Gemma's just like, shoot him. And there's no hesitation. Sousa just starts unloading. Like he just starts like, like normally in that situation, you would be like the hesitation of, Oh, what if I shoot you? And something like that what might happen. But, yeah. But there is no, there is no like hint of him hesitating of him feeling like he's out of his depth in this situation. That he's going to do what he believes is a, is correct, and it's going to be a snap decision. And I love that. I, I just like it, I know it's so little, but yeah. I, it encapsulates everything I, that Souza has become this season yeah, in
0: my mind. Yeah, I mean, he was the what do they say towards the beginning of the season the first fallen agent of Shield, yeah, right? So yeah. he's he's very much like a uh, Red large, legend. Yeah, he's a larger yeah. than life Shield agent. He, you he know? is literally
2: the template that Ooh. Shield agents are supposed to be built off of. He's, yeah, he's living up to it.
0: Yes He really is And you know This is another highlight for me And it involves Sousa Not the fact that he was like A great agent Right in this moment But he was having this kind of Pep talk with Daisy And he's like You know You need to go talk to Jaing And I don't think he put One and two together At the moment Maybe he did Yeah that's her mom But Daisy was all hesitant. She's like, "I can't, I can't mess with the timeline." And he says, "The timeline is screwed." Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and I was like, "Yes, finally, we've been saying it for weeks." Yeah, it's all effed up, man. Yeah, like who gives a rip? Yeah, what does it matter at this point? You know. So I'm glad that again, that's another example of like the the shield writers just like peeling back a layer, being a little more honest again. Yeah, like they've done in seasons past. Yeah,
2: and like he's just so like there's no BS to him. Like he is. Just straight to the point, you know, get the job done.
1: And uh, a small thing that I really enjoyed was when uh, Mac uh, he says, "Yo, yo, wait on, wait on the the Quinjet." And uh, they go in and they infiltrate and they get into some trouble. And like the second he like hits the walkie-talkie and he says,
0: "Yep, she's already there." <laughs> yes,
1: it, awesome. I just thought that was a really. A uh, good scene to show her where her powers are, yeah. are now, and how,
0: how ready she is yes. too. Yes. Oh you yeah, know?
1: she's ready to be like she's, she's been itching. Yeah, she's back. By yo yo. So
0: let's talk about Durant for a moment, all right? Because they make quick work of uh, our buddy Durant. Yes, you guys remember yeah. Durant? How yes. he, he took Lee's powers of yes. the blade, blade right, which yeah. by the way, here's a little thing I did not like. Okay, they create or they created an inhuman in Durant. They give him these inhuman powers to create these death blades out of nowhere. And then the next time we see Durant holding a gun, he's holding a freaking gun. Yeah, what the uh, world? I just, uh, bruh, bruh. All right. Here, anyways, <laughs> dude. The bet <laughs> one of the funniest parts of the episode for me is like Yo-Yo takes the knife while he threw it. Durant threw it at her. She she grabs it because she's super fast. She stabs him in the leg. He's in pain and then Mac with his superpower just comes up and decks him. <laughs> yeah. It's just that classic yo-yo fast run, Mac or Mac mega punch combo. Yeah, you know I what mean. I'm saying? Very good.
1: Good <laughs> it's, teamwork there. It's yeah, like they got chemistry or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: it's like they're in love or something. So <laughs> uh and yeah, man, like Yo-Yo's back, bro, yeah. better than ever. Oh so. Yeah, definitely better than ever. She
2: she now has control of where she ends up, you know, more
0: she ain't Yo-Yo. I said I wasn't going to call her Yo-Yo, and I just called her Yo-Yo. Well, they She's called her Elena. Yo-Yo in the show, that's a, so yeah, it's okay. That's a bummer, man. She's Elena. Uh, okay. So we've already talked about Deke being on the Zephyr. Let me throw out a couple more of my favorite um, favorite Garrett lines and moments. The fact when he was going through uh, Colson dying and he oh, you know, yeah. a couple times, and he said my favorite <laughs> one was when that long-haired guy – Guy stabbed you with the pointy stick. Yeah. <laughs> Just yes. talk about Loki. Yes. yes, man. That was that was a good little drop. Um, and how about this? Was I thought of you, Justin? Um, when Colson realized that Nathaniel recruited Garrett, he was like, "Wow, what are you digging up? Our greatest yeah, hits." Yeah, I know. Yes. I know. When I saw <laughs> that, I'm like, "Yeah, okay, cool, dude." This is exactly what Shield does to us, man. And la- last one for Garrett. You know, he uh, they teleport. To the lighthouse, and he stumbles upon a Deke Squad shirt. He's like, I saw these guys in concert (laughs) before... uh, Gosh, who was it? Was it Black Sabbath? No. 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 Uh, I can't remember. I should have written it down. Man, we failed, guys. We might as well turn off this podcast. Yeah, it's (laughs) it's over. The point is, I'm really glad that Garrett was back, and I wonder if this... You know, they pulled Garrett out of his timeline, and what if, like... He's not there. Oh, hang on here. What if he's not there to mentor Ward? And somehow later in the season, we're going to go in the future again. Maybe we'll yeah. get a tr- – dude, if we get Ward. A true Ward. A yeah. good yeah. Ward. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things yeah. that I was
2: thinking that might, like, you know, happen yeah. is so you pulling him out of that timeline. How it fits is it his affect? back
0: and the whole team ends together. Yeah. Whoa. And maybe that's what Enoch said. This team – like oh, this team isn't going to be together, yeah. but the original team. What if the original team is? Yeah. Wow, maybe. Okay, come on. Uh, hey, whoa, come on. Uh, the good news out of this episode is that we're
1: going to get one more episode with Garrett, at least. Yeah, or yeah, at, at least. least some. At least one episode. Watch,
0: watch Deek somehow kill him really easily. Or nah, please, yeah. <laughs> oh man, oh man. But yeah, we're going to get some he, more. He Garrett. He kills him
2: by accident. He like sh- he like trips on the way into the Zephyr with a gun in his yeah. hand, falls <laughs> on the ground. The gun goes off and shoots Garrett in the head, and that's it. <laughs>
0: Man, all right, let's talk. We said we were going to talk about it earlier. Let's talk about this whole thing where Garrett and Nathaniel are there, and we think they're there to kill or to capture Giang. To take her abilities. To take her abilities. Instead, they decide to seemingly just kill her, and the person that they're after is Gemma Simmons.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So they do kind of drop a line when they're first talking about her that you kind of, like, leans towards maybe it was Gemma. That they were actually going after. Um, they dropped the line of a very open-minded, um, a very open-minded person. And oh, he's very, talking to
0: May. He's looking for an open-minded gal to join yes. the team or something.
2: Yeah. Huh. So that kind of, in my mind, kind of like... You caught that. Po- you, so when you were watching it, you
0: said, huh. Yes. That's amazing. You got a freaking superpower, man. Yeah, I'm over that's here just how watching I was thinking about,
2: <laughs> thinking about that as a possibility of, you know, with her... Especially with the possibility of them taking out the chip. Like, he's thinking about her, what mind. she will yeah. be.
0: Yeah,
1: what her, what's her mind has in there. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, so as soon as Garrett went after Gemma, I knew, like, okay. Maybe Fitz is, isn't dead, man.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah. Because the one thing that the Chronicoms are known for, is trying to get them together so that they can, because their mind together is something incredible. Yeah. So,
0: as we've all known. And and again, just last week when we were talking about it, I was like, you know, maybe like Fitz is dead, and they've been chasing these Chronicoms, but they really haven't been. Fitz hasn't been doing anything. And Gemma said all of these things to Deke when she was having this yeah moment of like clarity, yeah, <laughs> it and felt anxiety. Like yeah. It felt like to her, you yeah. know. Um, but then now it looks like man, like they wouldn't have kidnapped her, and I mean, even like uh, Nathaniel, even I believe said it. Uh, Sybil says that the one common denominator every time they fail. Is Fitz? Yeah, yeah. So it looks like now again, could Fitz be dead? Maybe he's actually dead, and nobody knows that. You know, maybe the even chronicoms. Sybil,
1: who has the time stream. Like, I feel like she—they've been one step ahead already. But, like, but why would they not know that Fitz is still alive?
0: But again, Gemma, this whole time, the whole season has said for s- somehow he's he's out exposed, of sight. Yeah, exactly. but yeah. but not but only if they know. I don't know. I really have no idea how all this time travel stuff works. Yeah. he's probably in Simmons' mind. Probably. He better be alive. That's all I'm saying. We better see Fitz, man. Gosh, every freaking week, I'm over here wondering, is this gonna be the week I'm gonna see good old Leopold? Yeah, yeah. You, you only have three
1: weeks left of that. I know, man.
2: I'm Which, nervous. I have a feeling that you'll get him in probably two out of the three.
0: Wow. So you mean I gotta wait, wait, go through one more without him?
2: Yeah, I think I think pretty he's much, either gonna yeah, pretty it, much. either that or you'll see him at the very 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 end of next week of next week. I hope so, man. Like it, it'll be. I think it's gonna be one of those two things, dude.
0: The, just the the audible roar that the uh, the shield Reddit will make. Yeah, like you will. It'll shake. It'll shake the whole internet, man. If we see Fitz next week, so
1: that'd be pretty epic. You think it's uh, a <laughs> same reaction
0: level as uh, Cap holding Thor's hammer? No I mean Maybe not quite that But that But I mean Pretty close maybe I mean Again uh, In in season 5 When he showed up At the lighthouse 90 years in the future As like a bounty hunter Took his mask off Like I was like What? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah It's gonna be one of those Kind of moments But anyways Yeah it seems pretty obvious That again Whether he's actually Dead there Or if he's actually alive Like Sybil They need to find fits To accomplish Whatever the heck They're trying to accomplish So I really got no idea. What you guys got any theories for what might be coming next? Well, I think at this point, uh I'm thinking that
1: Sybil I mean, she's really just using Nathaniel. I I feel like, and he's Sure, yeah. He's going along yeah. with it. I and, think he's uh, just a
2: more advanced version of uh what's his face? The first guy from the uh computer shop, the the Kiki guy who she kills. Oh gosh, uh, uh is she t- Daniel or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think he I think he's just a more Wesley. advanced version
1: of that. <laughs> The yeah, next step. and uh, I do think Nathaniel's probably just going to get killed off real quick by Sybil herself. Yeah, and then really? She, wow. She's going to emerge that she's been doing all this stuff in the background, and now she's got this like complete body form, and now she's taking over Earth, and it's going to be the next Chronicom like, 19 or whatever the heck they're trying to do. Well, yeah, I think
2: would, it was in one of the preview, Like, It almost looked like for a second we saw a... Almost similar to like a time jump type area. Like a bunch of ships coming yeah, in. Yeah, a bunch of yeah. ships. So That's I mean, true. are those Chronicom ships coming in? And she's been, you know, or maybe she's maybe at the very hmm. most she's been calling them in. Like maybe they're not. Maybe she's building up some on Earth, but she's also calling in, you know, help from outside.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I can see Sybil. Sybil's gonna be the final, the final thing. I yeah. can see that. But.
0: So. Yeah, don't be shocked if this next episode—and again, I guess it's okay. We'll we'll talk a little bit about the preview for—the 30-second preview for this coming episode. So if you don't want to hear that, if you haven't seen that, and you don't want to be spoiled on anything, uh, you know, stop listening right now. But basically, we watched the 30-second preview for the next episode, and it looks like Cora is a big part of it, apparently— she has a change of heart and now she's a good person and she's on sort of. She's on Team Shield. Yay. Go team. Um don't be surprised if Nathaniel and Cora, like, die in this next episode. Like they're just gone. Yeah. Again, I think she's been a she's been a means to an end for him and he's been a means to an end for Sybil. And like you said, like Yeah, she, yeah it's just been building up to get yeah. to this point. Yeah, I feel so. like
2: I feel like Cora was um, partially to sh- kind of show up a buildup of Malik, and then she was the emotional um, bridge between um, between Jiang and um, and Sky and and Daisy. Just like to build up that part, those that was her storyline is those two parts, and she's now expendable. Yeah,
0: for sure. You know, something else I guess I don't like about Nathaniel, and I understand. I think he is just a pawn for Sybil. But his motivation—you said you might want to talk about this—the layers to Nathaniel, right? What are some of the things you observed?
1: Well, I mean, obviously his main his main purpose is anarchy, which I mean we've seen uh, in several countless movies that where the the main villain is just uh, just trying to do no good, pretty much, right? But yeah. uh, I think just the way Nathaniel's going about it—I mean, he's kind of taking like a like a big picture like i i don't want just this one person or one individual to suffer because of anarchy i want like the entire world to suffer anarchy and yeah. uh i don't know i just feel like i don't his his vision of his anarchy is uh makes i think just the word anarchy like look small uh, in what he's trying to yeah execute so now the only the, the...
2: Big negative, I would say, with Nathaniel is it's a very selfish form of, like, anarchy. It's, like, a very rich boy version of anarchy in a lot of ways. (laughs) Like, Like, this person who, you know, oh, he's been living this sheltered life for most of his life. And even though, I mean, yeah, he was treated a little bad by his family and stuff like that. But it's, I don't know, it seems like a very, like, ingenuine... Or ingenuous, like, version of it. It's like, oh, well, I got treated bad this one time, but I've been rich my whole life, and now I might want anarchy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, whereas, you know, it would have been a little more believable. It was this person who had, like, had to build up and struggle his whole life rather than, you know, I'm just the rich country boy club who got jilted once.
0: Yeah, he lost a game of golf, and now he's all butthurt. You know? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I, again, I just don't really like Nathaniel. I, I don't I don't connect with him that well. I mean I will say this episode was a little better. Yeah. Um there's there, I could see that there's more, but still the anarchy thing to me just like it just seems kind of and he, you know he was like Shield, Hydra, they're all the same, you know. Yeah. So yeah. he he just wa- he just doesn't want any sort of rulers. I'm trying to think of who that reminds me of that, that kind of sounds I don't know. <sighs> Maybe I'm like from from what Marvel movie that really reminds me of, but um, I'm drawing a blank here. Nothing. Uh, no, you got that. nothing for me. Anarchy. Nah. Whatever.
1: Who cares? The only thing I think of is the Joker in DC. Yeah. But
0: yeah, but see. Yeah, that, but there's a. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty much the same though. <laughs> the yeah, no. know, same like quality. Of yeah. I'm yeah. Sure. Same quality. No. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> pretty, definitely not. Pretty. Pretty close. Yeah. Pretty close. Dude, what if he would have been wearing purple like the whole time? I. Ugh. ugh. Okay. <laughs> All right, I think that's all we got. You got any? You got anything else? Uh, I mean, as
1: far as next week, um, I mean, I, I I I pretty much agree with you that Cora is pretty much gonna die that next episode. It um, means to an end to get to get to team their next stop or motivate Daisy to get to her next stop. I don't know. What if yeah.
0: Cora? I do wonder if she. I, one thing I do wonder, and I'm left wondering this is, is did she really have a change of heart? And she's a good person now, you know? Or, or she's a double, she, trader, yeah, or double agent. Him. Yeah, double like,
2: agent. I mean, I think there's also a possibility that she just hasn't gotten close enough. Because they were talking about how she wanted to kill. Like, the best way to you know, get where she wants to and be an agent is to kill. And I feel like maybe she wants to change, but she has, like, the jilted you know, you know, point of view. And she's just too out of control. Yeah.
0: There is a very good chance... Sybil foresaw that Colson was going to show up. And she even says, like, you know, she's just kind of meditating, waiting there. Like, it, it seemed like she was very much waiting to get captured. So what if, like, the whole purpose, Nathaniel and Sybil were like, hey, you just stay put. They're going to capture you. That's okay. That's where we want you to be. You know? I, that seems very yeah. legitimate.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I can – I mean, hopefully the team is thinking <laughs> that and they're yeah. not just – uh Freely welcoming her in and showing her all all the secrets and everything. Hey, yep.
0: welcome to S.H.I.E.L.D. You're now an agent. Make sure <laughs> well, you get it. A...
1: Well, in the start of the episode, that's what Deke kind of did with uh, the – Oh, name? Roxy. Gla- yeah, Roxy Roxy's Glass. Back, yeah, man. <laughs> Although and, they
2: did drop the whole uh, – that they do not have the power to do that. Yes, right, thing. exactly. So Deek so Deke made like, her Ooh. an
1: agent but she's like, Well apparently Deke did not have the authority to do that. And so <laughs> had I had to, to join through. the academy and yeah, go like, through the training. Know, they're yeah. like,
0: Who is Deke Shaw? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. In the that beginning. was good. It was yeah, it was it was pretty cool to see uh Roxy again. Yeah. So. Maybe we'll get more.
1: Maybe I don't know. I don't maybe she'll be sure what part of the finale. I don't know how. But maybe we'll see. <laughs>
0: Okay. Yeah, well, we won't get any fits, but we'll get more Roxy. Still want some more caning. Yeah, yeah dude, I know. <laughs> that would be pretty
2: awesome. I, hope, I, I, I really hope back. we're
0: blown away in these last three episodes, man. Yeah. I really hope. So, okay. Do you guys want to wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. Okay. Okay. Uh, well. Thanks for joining me in this conversation, fellas. For my good friends, Sandy and Shimato, this is T Roll saying thank you so much for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants.